I'm waiting for Mitch to look at me. <laughs> what are you doing? Now we just talk. <laughs> Singing to a banana? Uh-oh. Yeah. You're talking to a banana. I've lost my goddamn shit. Day 29 of quarantine. You're just talking to just fruit now, huh? Yeah. Can we just shit? I'm trying not to talk to people right now. <laughs> I'm just trying to have some silent moments. You know what I mean? I actually don't, Mitch, because I do have a lot of silent moments. Well, I mean, this is what we're discovering. The real difference between us is the the the, the cohabitation or lack thereof in certain instances. Yeah. And I envy you sometimes. <laughs> Truly. <laughs> you should. I'm having a great fucking time. I mean, your your life looks like a con- continuous party. It is. I'm out here talking to my dog. She's in the other room. She's getting a time out. Okay. She barks a lot. Will she make an appearance tonight? I don't think so. Okay. No, because okay. if I do, then she'll start whining because she wants to be with me. You can imagine. Yeah, I get, get it. That I understand. I, get I, that. I know how it is when we work together. What's up? This is Mitch and Gouda uh, again. We're on Twitch tonight. I don't know if anybody's watching, but we're here. Uh, we're still recording. Uh, we're still talking about the shit that's going on in the world, the things that are important to us. Yep. Uh, you're Renee Gautier. I am Renee Gautier, and you're Mitch Marchand. And uh, you have on a wonderful top there, Gooder. Thank you. Yes. Thank you so much. I'm also wearing new earrings. She got new earrings on just for tonight. Just for tonight. Those look like some real, like, like Janet Jackson vibe. They have little, like, rainbow doohickeys. Anyway, oh. another time. Okay. Another time. You know, but uh, tonight we're doing, we're talking about politics. Yeah. Um, in, in a way that only Mitch and Gooder can. Thank you. Your wave, wave Thank to the you. people. Wave I think that's people. queen shit. Isn't that queen shit? Yeah, the, you know, the, the president just does like thumbs up, you know, a little, a little, little yeah. jolly wave like this, you know, a little regular. That's because we haven't seen a woman in office yet. Like, I would love to see a woman come out and it's like, do the music. Do the music. I won this shit, motherfucker. And just uh, starts bleeding. Yo, no. <laughs> yo, that would be fucking hilarious. <laughs> that would be so good. It just like pushes how much of a woman she is. Well, she like t- like that would be like I imagine like if Elizabeth Warren would have won, that, that's yeah. how she would have popped out of the limo. <laughs> After the inauguration speech, you did like you know how they do the procession and they all pop yes. out. Yeah, I, I I can see Elizabeth Warren doing like a full on dance routine with background dancers. Mm-hmm. Yes, right in the middle of DC. Yes, Madam think, President, get your groove on. Get your groove on. I feel like a young female president is what mm-hmm. this world needs. Well, I want whoever it, the first female president. I want her to come out. I want her. You didn't even know she was pregnant. She gives birth. Yeah. Yeah. During the inauguration, <laughs> does she leave? Fuck no, she don't no, leave. No, she, she just that cradles speech. it, cleans it. Yeah. Sticks it on her boob and keeps talking. Yeah, L- little clean baby. Little just had some had some uh, baby thing yeah. going on. Yeah. But here's my plan for America. 
I plan to have this baby and I have a plan for America. That's how she's going to do it. How about this? She didn't even plan for that baby. Nah, that baby was a surprise. (laughs) Just like this. She had eaten too many hot dogs on on the campaign trail. Yeah. There she was, pregnant as fuck. Pregnant as fuck. But yo, you know how we always start. um, Yeah, yeah. And I get some off my chest. And, you know, obviously we're still like not with one another because of the quarantine and everybody's at home being safe. Yes. And um, I've, I've, I've learned some things about myself during quarantine. Okay. And I basically have gathered uh, that I have basically a thing that I, there's some things that I've learned to appreciate again. Yes. As, as a benefit of being in quarantine. I love the positive outlook. Let's hear it. Yeah, I'm trying to, I'm trying to, I'm trying to just treat this quarantine as a positive and I'm trying to look at it through a positive lens. I like okay? it. Yes. So I have gathered my top five things being in quarantine has taught me to appreciate again. I can't wait. I have a crystal in my bra. Positivity is my middle name. Here Let's we go. go. Crystal. Here we go. Go. So number five. Number five of my top five things being in quarantine has taught me to appreciate again is naps. Mm. Naps. I want to say that I am so upset at my 20-year-old self <laughs> for being such a dick to naps. Naps <laughs> are a beautiful fucking thing, and I just wish I had appreciated them more in my 20s when they were necessary. How do you feel about that? Two cues. Yeah. Uh, questions. When you were 20, someone was forcing you to take naps? No, but I should have forced myself to take naps. Got it. Okay. I was 20, year old, 20 years old, like, yo, I'm young, dumb, and full of cum. I don't need a fucking nap. I can stay up for 48 hours. I'm going to go party till the fucking sun comes up and party some more. Give yeah. me more alcohol. Give me more of this. No sleep. Sleep is for suckers. But me, I could have used a nap. I'm going to tell you something. What? I understand what you're saying. I don't nap. I'm not a napper. Oh, God. Naps make me more tired. And every time I go, a nap oh. sounds delicious right now. Mm. I can't wake up. All right. What's number four? My number four, <laughs> number four, my number four thing is getting over it. Explain. Getting over it. What I mean by that is <laughs> when you're in quarantine, as I am, mm-hmm. I live with people. There are no arguments. <laughs> There are no, I, I need to get away for a few minutes. I need to go outside. You know why? Because there's no fucking outside. So you got to get over this shit. There's no, I'm taking a drive. You can't get, you can't touch your fucking car. Might be some COVID-19 on your fucking door handle. You mm. can't have no COVID-19 on your fingers right now. You got to mm. stay inside. So you know what? You work shit out. <laughs> I've learned. I appreciate getting over shit. Nothing is really that deep. No. And that's what I've learned during this quarantine experience. Well, because I don't have anyone other than my three-legged dog sugar poop quarantining mm-hmm. with me, mm-hmm. I like to delete people off my phone. <laughs> I like to go, oh, you're not going to text me back? <laughs> right. Oh, yeah. No, you got to text back. You, you, can't, you can't play that I'm busy shit right now. Nobody's busy. Even if you're busy, because I have caught myself, like, my sister has called, and I, I'll be on a business call, and I have to, like, hey, I'll text you back in 15 minutes. But you have to be, if you're not texting back right now, you're not trying to text back. 
When you take a business call, do you go like this? Mitch Marchand for this business call? No, I do not. Okay, just check it. No, I'm very, Can you, you know, start? I'm Can loose start? as fuck. I'll just be like, yo, what up? Business. What up, <laughs> head of Netflix? How you, B? Everything <laughs> good? Mitch Marchand from Queens, son. What up, Flick Flicks? What up, Flick Flicks, my nigga? Yeah, yeah. What up? No, like, excuse oh. me. Is this Mitchell Marchand? What? Okay, but wait a minute. Speaking of, speaking of, we got on the topic of phone calls. Okay. Number three of things that I appreciate is a fucking phone call. Having a telephone conversation with somebody that's not in my house. It's great. It's amazing. I have called friends who I haven't called in two, three years during this quarantine. Mm, what a pleasure. People that. that I love, but just I'm, I just never have the time. You know how you, you, you plan to get, you get in your car and like I'm going to call them. I get in the car and you never make that call. I make that call. I roll calls like <laughs> like I'm like, you know, somebody really important that needs to like call people back. I call people now like they called me first. Like I'm returning phone calls. Yeah, I I, uh, I agree. I feel like Zoom has been the new phone mm-hmm. call. Like I've not talked to my family this much. Mm-hmm. Like group Zoom. And I don't know if you're getting this, but nobody understands the give and take needed. Yeah. What do you mean by give and take? Like if I start talking, when you talk, we can't hear each other. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. So I said uh, it was my aunt's birthday. We all did a zoom, a bunch of Italians, everyone's right. yelling. And I just simply said, cause you know, not to brag, but I've been on quite a few group zooms at this point in my life. Yeah. And I said, Hey, do you, you guys maybe raise your hand when you're like, want to talk. So then we right. all know to shut up and you'll talk. You make it like and school. They looked at me as if I should go fuck myself. Uh, <laughs> and they're not wrong. because No, you understand. Like, I, I, am, I am so happy when my phone rings. I even picked up for Scam Likely. I wanted to know how he was doing, <laughs> how his family was. Like, Scam and Nuisance are now my friends, too. Mr. Scam, this yeah. is Mitch Marchand they, for they, business. They want to sell me aluminum siding to a house in Culver City, of which is not my address. But, hey, I want to talk to them. You know, I want to talk to everybody. My number two thing (laughs) of things I've learned to appreciate again during quarantine. Yeah. Homemade sandwiches. No, you you can't stop talking about sandwiches. I mean, a fucking homemade turkey and cheese that came that I made with my own hands. There's no sandwich artists involved. There's no fancy restaurant panini thing happening with, you know, arugula mixed in. No. There's none of that. I understand tornado. I'm almost done. Give me a minute. I got one more thing I want to talk about. But homemade sandwiches are my second, uh, the, the, the number two thing that I have uh, learned to appreciate again. Wait, I don't want you to rush through this because the human tornado came in with his fucking whippy finger. Yeah, he whippy finger me. <laughs> but listen, don't yes. look at me like that. Get off this line. <laughs> you look horrible. <laughs> he looks great. Comb your but hair, Heller. I think his hair is just going to grow. I can't wait till right. there's long-haired Heller. <laughs> long-haired Heller. Looks be, like a we're going to call him hair. Sunshine all summer. <laughs> um, but what I was going to say is, what's on your sandwich? Like, what's your go-to? Like, what do you? How do you compare? I mean, sometimes it's like you know, it's it's really very basic, and that's what I mean. Like, it's just a normal like a little bit of mayo, a little bit of mustard, mm. champagne mustard. We have a little bit of that at the house. You just said it was, you just said it was basic and you came out with champagne mustard. Yeah. But at the same time, you know, the champagne mustard is just a Dijon. It's really just Dijon mm-hmm. mustard. It's, it's just called champagne mustard. 
to make it sound fancy. But a ham and cheese, a turkey and cheese, a turkey ham and cheese. But it's like it's really high. It's really stacked on wheat bread, sometimes white, whatever we got in the house. English muffin, bagel, however you want to approach it. Can I suggest a sourdough with a gentle toasting? See, then we're getting fancy. This no, what you're I mean. not. No, you're My not. My number two is homemade, yeah. regular, teenager-made type sandwiches. Sourdough pre-sliced is regular. Well, well, we'll see if we can find it next time on our, our, our next grocery store run. And my nice number one thing. My number one thing, good. I can't. Okay. That's all my... I got to get it off my chest. Get it, get it. The thing I've learned to appreciate is not grinding. On your I'm wife. tired of fucking grinding. I'm t- I haven't seen it tweeted. I haven't tweeted it. I haven't texted to anybody. I don't feel bad about it. When I see somebody else on Instagram doing a fucking workout and I'm eating a fucking sandwich, like my ready-made homemade sandwich, I don't care about grinding. <laughs> I've learned to appreciate sitting the fuck down and not doing anything. And I want to thank the quarantine for teaching me. And that's my top five. Beautiful. Naps, beautiful. Naps number five, getting over it. Number four, three, a phone call from anybody, two homemade sandwiches, and one not grinding. Sitting your ass down. I love it. So while you're not grinding, grinding and sitting your ass down, are you still mm-hmm. staying up on everything that's happening or are you kind of like decompressing because a I lot do, of shit's going down? Well, listen, I do a little bit of both. Okay. I do a little bit of, I, I, I stay as informed as I need to be. Until it gets a little bit too heavy. Yeah. And then I detach and go and, you know, I'll watch uh, an Avengers movie or something. For sure. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, I think, yeah. I think what's going on is like, obviously, what sucks is that we're stuck in an election. Yeah. And, you know, I don't know if you saw this, all this. Well, obviously, we all know Bernie at this point has uh, stepped down. Yes. And, you know, here's the thing. It's like. I have suspended. I suspended. My campaign, uh, that's like a bad Bernie, but it's like, Bernie just, Bernie sounds like, 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 this is, in a hundred years. Yeah, Bernie Sanders is Christopher Lloyd. He's Doc from Back to the Future. (laughs) He's 100% him. Bernie Um, Sanders is everybody's favorite substitute teacher who lets you uh, take a nap during class (laughs) it gives you a little sex ed yeah um it's funny because i i've never considered myself a political person i care about it and Mm -hmm. i and i care about the big shit but like this couldn't be the worst the number one worst time to be having an election like wisconsin went out and voted yeah that they, they basically made sure that there was only three polling places they couldn't um vote by mail uh, because the Republican Senate voted against it. And, you know, Such dog shit. I, I, I really appreciate the people of Wisconsin because, you know, it's not it's, it's still a little chilly out there. And they still came out and, you know, let their voices be heard. But, yeah, it's really shitty. It's really shitty. The yeah. politics game right now is really weird. Um, it's weird I don't, yeah. And that's why I can't do 24 seven politics like. I, I, and, and, you know, and for me, I don't know about anybody else's political thing, but I watch a lot of MSNBC mm-hmm. because they sound like they're, they're talking logically. Like, I, I, like they, they're talking to me. Yeah. You know? There are people that listen to Fox News and that's fine, but I need a little Rachel Maddow. Yeah. I kind of have a low key crush on her. I know it's going nowhere. Who doesn't? Yeah, it's not going anywhere. It's not going anywhere. <laughs> I, I want to like, I want to have a beer and just let her explain politics to me. 
You know? yeah. Oh, that's what that means. That's what that um, means. Gross I, national product is that? Thanks, Rachel. I appreciate uh, it. Rachel's Thank the you. best. Rachel's Rachel the best. loves rum, and she explains to me. Um, I don't know if she likes rum, but <laughs> I was. I, it's all over Twitter and social media. Obviously, is like the number one saving grace for a lot of people, but also the number one annoying yeah. thing about people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was looking at like Bernie posts, and they are kind of everybody everybody's posting and there's so many posts about people being like, we're going to be walking away. Yeah. And I'm like, I, I, I listen, I understand is like, <coughs> I think it's a little bit of one, one or two things. I think he has, you okay. Yeah. Oh, you can still hear me. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I tried to mute it. You can't mute coughs, homie. You can, was, yes, homie, you can. Or you didn't. <laughs> now you're, now you're, now you're muting as you cough. I'm going to get water. Tell me what you think. All right. I'm going to just continue going on. What yes. I think about Bernie's uh, people is, <laughs> is that he has a great little youth movement. Not little. It's not little at all. But they didn't come out and vote because clearly he would be the nominee. He would have gotten more votes. I think it's it's a social media movement. Yeah. But I think it's a little bit of the reason the, the issue with um, social media. Like you can sit on the um, on your phone and just tweet at people and be a nasty motherfucker mm-hmm. to somebody who doesn't agree with your point. But when yeah. it comes time to go and vote, you have to galvanize people to go out there and vote for the, for you, for you as a candidate and vote for the candidate that you guys think speak the most to you. And clearly, that didn't happen. You know, so yeah. it's a little bit. It's a lot of sour grapes. I, I, I hope they get over it because you know, last election I think it became a big issue. And they really kind of cut into Hillary's steam um, and they didn't really support. And it just felt it felt like they were, we were a disjointed party. I would I would really love for everybody to be in the same frame of mind to do whatever they can to get Biden elected. Um, and so the Bernie bros, mm-hmm. I, I, I respect their gangster. But yeah. they, every, everyone, even gangsters put their guns down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go drink. I mean, they got to chill I- the fuck out. I think at this point in the game, it's no longer Democrats against Republicans. It Mm -hmm. feels like right versus wrong. Mm -hmm. And like, true. Like, don't get me wrong. I voted for Bernie. Right. I voted for Bernie just because I aligned better with him. Right. But if I had to choose between Biden and Trump, I'm going to choose Biden. Yeah. And I think what we're doing is a lot of people are getting it. it, Everyone gets too fucking butthurt. Yeah. And it's like, I get it. I get it. The person, the boy you wanted to like, it's like high school, like elections or whatever. (laughs) It's a popularity contest. And then, you know, there's always a group that's like, well, we really wanted, you know, the little underdog to get it. Yeah. 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 Not that I'm comparing it like Bernie's an underdog, but like we have to do our best to then show ourselves. I don't know. Do you know what I mean? I don't know. Keep going. My head hurts from it. But, but, but like in terms of social media, I feel like based upon like, I feel like Barack Obama really, managed to harness social media in the best way possible to build his campaign. Yeah. And I think since then, social media has really taken, like, it's, it's like, it's lost its fucking mind. And yeah. now it's, you know, I don't know what's real and what isn't. It's so hard because there's so much misinformation. And we all know, based upon what happened in the last presidential election, there was so much misinformation um, uh, based upon, you know, Russian interference, which really happened. Right. And so now it's just like, I can't really believe 
what I'm reading unless it's truly, truly sourced. Like there's just a whole lot of mis is there's there's in on the information quote unquote superhighway, there's so much fucking misinformation that I'm like, fuck y'all. I'm just gonna vote for the dude who I think isn't fucking insane. How yeah. about that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm just so, gonna go with my gut on this one. Yeah, what you're talking about is journalism. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I want to follow. About- <laughs> like, I want to read something that an editor had to process first, yes. and then you know they actually did some things to the to the document before they put it out. Source you know, it twice, maybe three times. Uh, maybe they so- perused it a few times, Gooder. You know what I'm saying? Before they just let it happen. You know? Do you, yeah. Do you think? I don't know. Do you feel like? I feel like Trump has set a new precedent of the way social media is with a president. And I feel like there used to be this thing where you're like, no, 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 president, you cannot be a human being. Like you can't, you can't be a bitch who flies off the handle. I think the funniest thing to me is if you scroll Donald Trump's tweets, yeah, it's like we all were in a relationship with him and then we broke up with him and we're yeah. his exes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, bitch, you fat now. And it you're is, like, it just really, it feels like somebody, like there's a 16 year old behind that entire account. Yes. And I know some famous people do have young people behind their accounts. But then again, when you hear him talk in press conferences or when he does it's rallies, it. that's really him. Well, when he did, he did the, do you, were you, did you watch like his daily speech? It was a couple of weeks ago where, um, and I'm an idiot guys. I don't know everybody's names and you can judge me. I'm still, I still watch the bachelor. Um, <laughs> I believe in love and I believe right. in America. Just you believe in bachelor. You believe in television love. No, no, no. I believe <laughs> in goddamn love. Now listen, he said something. She said that she did not, she tested her, like she got tested for COVID-19 and he goes, Oh, don't touch me. Oh yeah. He was like, Oh, I gotta go. What's I was he- like, you're an idiot. So my point is, though, is that like Trump tweets all these things, but then everyone acts like a woman would fly off the handle. Like the, the age old shit about a female being a president Yeah, is like, well, they get their periods. Uh, they're going to get what are they going to PMS and hit the missiles? No, you know I, what I'm I, saying? That this guy gets one insult on CNN and he's like, your dad fucking blows. Suck <laughs> my dick. And you're like, you're a president. So like Renee, so like in terms of like you said, you're, you're, you don't know people's names and stuff. Like in terms of politics, like what is like, how did you build your, your world around politics? Like how, how, like what is like, your start, like you know, do you remember the first person you voted for? I think Barack Obama. Okay, so your guy won, right? My guy always wins. No, my guy. Oh no, first, my guy didn't win. No, the first time I think I voted was like uh, Michael Dukakis. Oh shit! <laughs> hey, we we actually we actually in grade school when I was really little we did a political thing mm-hmm. and it was Dukakis against Bush, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, I also wanted Dukakis as a child. Yeah, yeah. And no, I think I just because I was like he's Greek, I'm Italian. Yeah, it's about as much as I digested as a little girl, but. Um, oh shit. Okay. So yours kept losing for a minute. Yeah. So I lost a few uh, elections, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah. But like growing up in your house, like, you know, is this something that you guys talked about as far as politics were concerned? Is this something you avoided? Like, how did that, how did that go down in the, in the Gautier household? 
remember ever really talking about it. I remember it being important when it happened, but I don't remember mm-hmm. it ever being like an educational thing. I will tell you this, the last um, election, because I come from, uh, I'm half Sicilian, half French Canadian. Mm-hmm. I know I talk about being full, like being Italian because I grew up very Italian. Yeah. And no disrespect to my family, but I was waiting. I, I, the Thanksgiving after Trump got voted in, I was waiting right. to walk in and like that one person to be like, yeah, I voted for Trump. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it'd be like, you motherfucker. Right. (laughs) But not one family member did. I mean, my dad's side. Thank God. My dad's side did. Okay. Just found out. You just found out? Just found out. I mean, somebody, here's the thing about like, he won the, he won the electoral college. Excuse me. He didn't, he didn't win the popular vote. Right. But he did win the electoral college. Right. So. That means people did vote for him. But it's, I love how people now try to run from the fact that they voted for him. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, but some people are still holding strong. And I I got to be honest, I, I went to dinner with a cousin, my cousin and her new husband. They came here to visit and I took them to dinner. Mm-hmm. And one, he's a firefighter and she's a nurse. Mm-hmm. And they're both live in Illinois and Chicago. And he said... Oh, I, he, he said something like it's what's funny is I assume everyone's kidding when they say they're a Trump mm-hmm, supporter. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I'm like, Oh, you fucking around. Mm-hmm. Uh, nope. He was like, Oh, I should have went to Trump's Hollywood, uh, star. The star. <laughs> Cause I uh-huh. heard they damaged it. Yeah. Go, oh yeah. He goes, Oh, I should have brought my sweatshirt Trump 2020. And I go, and these two are like in their twenties yeah. and I go, <laughs> Yeah. And he goes, seriously? I go, oh, seriously? <laughs> he, goes, he goes, yeah. And I go, all right, cool. Well, like, why? Like, with no comment. And you were like, uh, bread? <laughs> like, like, did you change the subject? No. My uh-huh. cousin Sarah was like, okay, let's not talk about this. I go, no, no, no. Honestly, I'm not coming at you with aggression. I'm just right. curious, truly, what you think. Like, why? And when it comes down to it, what I'm hearing from most people that have admitted they've voted for trump mm-hmm. are they talk about guns yeah the NRA, how he uh, supports uh the gun rights yeah and i was like and i said to him i go well i don't recall anyone trying to take your gun right oh I think that's we- that's their that's their number one thing he's trying to take our guns he's trying to take our guns how so they just want they want people a lot of democrats are, are basically supporting a different type of gun legislation but it right. doesn't eradicate it just they just basically want um, a more stiffer policy on how to get their guns. Yes. And, you know, uh, a lot of NRA uh, members uh, kind of jump on the Republican bandwagon just so that, you know, that's the slogan they say. But I, I remember there was one time during the town hall that Obama did where he was genuinely like approached by an NRA member, like, you're trying to take our guns. And of course, in true Barack Obama fashion, he was able to answer the question and say, no, I'm not taking your guns. I just want a stiffer policy in terms of making sure that those who uh, should have guns and who shouldn't are going through a a much better process. And I, I appreciate that from him. Yeah. I mean, what I said to him, to, to my cousin's husband was simply, and it was actually a very productive conversation, which I think. I think, I think there should be more of that. 
Me too. And I think, you know, I have a lot of friends who they've canvassed, they've done all these great things and they're really involved and I appreciate that. And I'm involved. I'm reading everything. Mm-hmm. That's because I don't sit around and talk about it and not pushing. Like I, I want to support someone that does the right thing. And I want to support my friends who are very heavily into it. But like I right. said to, to my um, cousin's husband, I, he said the same exact thing you just said about guns, change mm-hmm. of policy. I go, well, I think we're just trying to like, make it a little harder. Yeah. He goes, Oh, so I got to see a straight, a shrink before I get a gun. I go, let me tell you something. <laughs> when I bring my dog onto an airplane, mm-hmm. I have to have a letter that yeah. says she is not only checked out, mm-hmm. but she is a, a, uh, a, what's it called dog? Um, what is it called? My brain. Uh, is- a service dog, a service dog, like yeah, a yeah, yeah. She, emotional she, support. Uh, yes. Yeah. So I have to go to a, I have to go to a vet or I have to, or fake, you know, forge the letter, but mm-hmm. I gotta go. <laughs> My point is like, if I gotta do it to bring a dog, why isn't it okay for you to just make sure you ain't crazy? Right, 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 right. Well, I mean, that's, that's just a game of politics in general. Like, yeah. like for me, I know I was, I, I grew up in a house of like, of, Obviously, a black household, yeah. <laughs> and um, gotcha. I, I, I legitimately had um, a, a whole thing about um, you know, just like we always supported the black guy. <laughs> you know, what yeah. I'm saying in my household. Yeah. So like, I remember my mother had like Jesse Jackson posters in the house, and I remember just growing up, you know, about you know, you know, all these wonderful, beautiful moments of like I remember when Jesse Jackson spoke at the. Um, the DNC conference one year it was a, he had lost, but it was just an amazing speech. And I remember um, when David, D- I grew up in New York city. So I remember we had our first black mayor, David Dinkins. Okay. And I remember when he won and it was just like the biggest deal in the world that New York city finally had a black mayor, you know? And I remember I met him one time at a function and it was just like the dopest thing in the world. So I've always been somewhat politically aware of, I've always more than all the time, mostly I've been, I basically, I'm a liberal, uh, yeah. I've, I've, but I've always been a part of the pro I've always, I was really excited when I was able to vote. Yeah. I always get like this, this special feeling. I, I don't know why, I guess I, I have this, um, this sense of Americana, like, like I'm, I'm my, my, my voice matters. It's real corny. I that. Something I don't really talk about a lot publicly. So I'm exposing myself here after two Tito's and tonics. I get it though. But I, I enjoy the process of trying to figure out how this how this whole structure works. Yeah. And I also, I don't know about you, but did you ever run for any offices like in school? I oh, I'm so sorry. I should have worn my badge. I uh, <laughs> this whole time you've been speaking to the vice president of uh, Elmwood Park High School senior class. Is that right? Yeah, so vice pre- you're so you're you're v, you're madam vice president. Yeah, because if that kid died, I'd have to take over. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> did you ever do anything? Like, did you make him trip? <laughs> did you ever make him trip down the steps? I looked at him when he won, and I go, watch your step. There was some real Richard III Shakespeare shit going on. I wore a suit <laughs> all year after that. That's what's up. <laughs> Could you imagine if I was like, well, got to press my suit, going to school. Here's the wildest shit for me. I remember I won, uh, this is in elementary school, the sixth grade uh, president. I, I became, I won oh. the presidency for sixth grade. Congratulations. In elementary school. I ran a dirty fucking campaign though. I ran, I really ran it like a popularity contest. 
Because like I was like, I don't know, in sixth grade, and I had like a commercial on the air, and I really utilized that popularity to get me <laughs> to get me first the nomination and win me victory. And I had a great speech too, by the way. <laughs> to be honest with you, I don't know how I won. Mm-hmm. My brother and I were in the same grade. Right. So like just to paint a picture, he was super popular and I was medium popular. Right. Lower were, to medium. Were you his sister or were you just popular on your own? I was his sister, but popular on my own as well. You, you fell into the jet wash of his popularity. Well, we were both in the same grade. Oh, well, shit. This is John Paul? This is John Paul. So um, John Paul Gautier. By the way, your brother has quite possibly the dopest name any human being on this world ever had. Yeah, he's, yeah, he's, he sounds so chic, yet he's wearing jerseys all over the world. I love Uh, it. He, but we were both, so the same, the, when we were sophomores, we were both nominated or were refreshment nominated to be homecoming court. Okay. Everyone thought it was funny if like he and I, Oh, it had to be like booed up at had the. To, oh, fuck. so I thought it was funny, and it was like okay. So we both won, but because mm-hmm. the principal thought it wasn't a good idea, he gave the to a different girl. Let my brother be in the court. Oh wow! I haven't let it go. Can you tell by my face? I understand. I understand. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, I I also feel I forget the girl that I ran against in the uh, sixth grade president uh, ele- presidential election. But I, I always have felt kind of bad at how I just kind of rode the wave of being on television popularity to win to win the presidency of the sixth grade. That might have been the time that I decided uh, I'm gonna keep politics to myself. Voting hurts. <laughs> uh, voting stirs people up, and I don't want to get heated. I will stand up for what's right, and I do. You know. I just so wait, Gouda, you said you had a conversation, like you sat down with a Trump supporter. This was like your cousin's friend? My cousin's husband. Your cousin's husband. Do you have any family members with, like you said, you did meet, find out some family members voted for Trump, right? Yeah. Did you talk, like, did you, do, they, do you have any family members with some really crazy beliefs? Like, just in terms of like, not even, let's, like, politically, yeah, but just like, the reason why they think the way they do politically is because of a crazy belief. So I don't, I haven't had a full conversation. My uncle Moose, who's really, his name's Maurice, but it was my dad's brother. Who uncle actually, Moose. What yeah. a fucking, I, Oh, <laughs> Hey, uncle Moose. Uncle Moose. I fucking <laughs> love his name. He's, he, he's, I love him. He's mm. funny. He's, it surprised me that he would be behind someone like Trump. He has two daughters. Yeah. He's such, like he grew up with like women taking care of him. No, mm-hmm. fun. like he's just very, it, it surprises me, but he was also in the military. Uh-huh. And I don't know if that's something for whatever reason, I'll just, I, I don't understand. Cause what I asked my uh, cousin's husband was, let me ask you a question. Like, do you still want to vote for Trump? Right, right, right. Like, we're paying attention, right? Like, you do whatever you want, but we're paying attention, right? Right, like, right, right. He's, he goes, well, and I go, so if, if Bernie or Biden kept the NRA's views on guns, would right. you vote for Bernie or Biden? And he didn't answer me. Because I don't think, I think Trump supporters are stubborn people. Mm-hmm. I think it's an ego trip. And I don't mean that disrespectfully. I just think that like once they select who they're going to stand by, this loyalty becomes mm-hmm. 
without even reason. They 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 want to support him. That's what I think they double down now. They don't yeah. want to, especially now after almost four years and you see what he's done or hasn't done. And That's what I'm saying. It's like, you, like because I, Trump supporters don't know how to say my bad. <laughs> no, exactly what I mean. Like, show me the coal mines, guys. Right. Like, that's the thing. It's like, just say, you know what? I didn't really think about it. I just pressed the button and now he's in president. But now I promise you this time I'm going to think about it a little more. Well, that's what's insane to me is like my uncle who who has two daughters and like heard this man say, grab him by the pussy, has heard so many Mm -hmm. things. Still just okay. It's fine. Like, also, I really do want to see where this coal mines that he's opening up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where where they at? He had a whole lot of plans. (laughs) I saw some shit today where he was talking about numbers. I swear to God, it was like, you know, when you owe somebody money (laughs) and they're trying to like talk shit around the fact that they don't have your money. Yeah. Like, yeah. So I gave 13 percent and we took it back from the farmers and the farmers had this. But then, you know what? They didn't have it. So then I said, you know, with 16 down, double down with the three to the four and then the four with the five. And if you put the four and the five, then what you got? Nine. I got nine farmers more money than the rest of the people. It was like the most corner store bullshit <laughs> hustle talk that I'd ever seen in my life. I was like, yo. And every time I always and, and this is what makes me Trump makes me realize that I do have a pure heart because I still believe at some point he's going to say, well, you know what? I got to cut the bullshit. And he doesn't cut the bullshit. He stays in the bullshit all the fucking time. He's like that dude. Remember the scene from My Cousin Vinny where they keep trying, the locals keep trying to fight Joe Pesci's character. Yes. He goes, uh, show me the $200 and it's $1 bill wrapped. Yes. Money wrapped around a bunch of ones. And he's, he's like, like a three car money dealer who became president. Yes. Look at look at look look for the right. Look 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 for the look for the car. Look for the car. Gra- you don't see the ace. Don't see the ace. Then he grabs a pussy. Keeps going. Oh my god. Grabs a pussy. Keeps going. I I actually would you wouldn't it be crazy mm-hmm. if he at the end of this doesn't get doesn't get nominated and just reveals this has been the apprentice. I feel like I feel like sometimes I'm in the Truman Show. Like sometimes yeah. when I, you know, I try to like they say don't watch his press conferences. I try to watch because I, I you got to, especially in terms in terms of the coronavirus. I don't watch it for him. I watch it for uh, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. Mm-hmm. Um, but That's the, their name, huh, Dr. Burks? Yeah, Dr. Burks and Dr. Fauci. You know when uh, I didn't Dr. know Dr. Fauci's like he's an old New Yorker. Yeah, he talks like this. I just like to hear him talk. He, you know, I wouldn't suggest going outside for at least two years. Like, that's how he talks. And I love Dr. Fauci. And I knew the tornado was coming soon. Sorry. He's a tornado guy. I want him to comb his fucking hair. This guy. <laughs> I don't like it. I got to stop you for one it. second. Is, 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 Mike Heller, ear, Mike. is Mike Heller posing for a calendar shoot? Yeah, you what look like um, Michael Ritchie or Michael Jackson. I got comfortable. You do, yeah. You're leaning on your on your arm, aren't you? Yeah. Um, what do you think, uh, Biden? Have a shot at all? What do you think? Um, I would. I would love to believe it. I think Biden. Listen, I'm. I'm probably voting for Biden. Yeah. Because I, I want my voice to be heard, and I'm probably. I just need to make sure that he has young people in and around his cabinet. <laughs> yes. Uncle Joe is really like that crazy uncle. <laughs> Like I, there was like this. Um, he remind like I think him and Trump, Trump are going to have a fucking fist fight at the debate. 
I can see it like this is some old man, and Joe looks like he got hands. Mm-hmm. Like I want to, I want my president to have hands. Like yeah. one thing I will say about Barack, Barack didn't have hands, but Barack knew how to talk himself out of a fight. Yes, Joe Biden got hands. That's why he picked Joe Biden to be his man's or to be his vice president. Yeah, because every guy you got to have a man's, and, and Joe Biden is a good man's. Yeah, but. Can he be the man? I don't particularly know. But I think if he gets some smart people around him, as far as vice president, he says he's going to go with a woman. He's got Klobuchar. He's got um, Elizabeth Warren is still out there. Um, he's got uh, Kamala Harris. Um, 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 Stacey, um, Stacey, oh my God, I'm forgetting her name. Yeah. Uh, she ran for governor in, um, oh yes. shit. Uh, Human Tornado, help me with the name, please. I don't know the name. Oh my God! It's Stacy, Stacy, Stacy Abrams, Stacy Abrams, Georgia. Jeez, Stacy Abrams, who I think is, I think Stacy Abrams of those four women I mentioned is actually the perfect vice presidential candidate. She's yeah. really fucking smart. Yeah, and that's it. That's why I say he needs a younger, younger voice who really is well versed on the issues who can really the the same way that he was able to help by uh, Barack. As far as being the guy he could really have a strong counsel with, yeah. I think Biden needs to have that same guy. If he puts together a proper cabinet, I agree. I think he has a really legitimate shot. Yes, I agree. I feel like see, as we're talking about politics, and you're like, Stacy, what's her name? I'm like, I don't retain people's names. Oh, and I know Stacy. Like she's actually, like I said, she's my favorite of the. He has nine people on the list. The, the four I just mentioned are the ones I think have a real shot. Yeah. Um, that and the governor of Michigan. She has a real shot, too, because she's dealing with the coronavirus. And yeah. I think now, because of the coronavirus, certain things in terms of who you need as your number two have changed. Yeah. So she has well, an opportunity, too. Uh, governor Whitner, I think her name is. Yeah. And that's what I was trying to say. It was like the reason I don't have in-depth conversations about politics is because I do know everything. I read everything. Mm-hmm. I just don't speak about it with the confidence that I speak about other things. Right. And I don't, and I understand why people are afraid to talk about politics because they know what they know. They just can't express it. mm -hmm. And I feel like that is where the don't talk about religion. Don't talk about politics just because I don't want to have a con like, I couldn't think of Stacey Abrams name. And I'm like, Oh great. Someone's going to listen to this and be like, Renee doesn't know shit about politics, but like I'm not a CNN correspondent. No, I just am educated enough to know what's right and what's wrong. Yeah. But I just feel like, cause, cause I just always wonder like, would it be, would I be a good president? Yo, what kind of president would you be though? Like, I don't, would you know. be like, I think because of the person that I know and love Renee Gauthier, AKA Gooder. Yeah. Like you are, you 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 are a, a great in a room. You you basically you. you know how to sit in a room full of people and get everybody's idea. Yeah. And then you collectively bring those ideas to the table and you infuse them with your own energy. I think you'd be a great president in terms of the the cabinet and talking to your cabinet and getting information. As a leader of as a manager of that. Right. But as somebody who has worked with you. Yes. Let's say you are like an hour and a half beyond getting the lunch that you needed. Oh, okay. There may be somebody, somebody, somebody might get 
get shot. Is what I'm saying. Secret Service might have to have uh, <laughs> might have to pop a cap at somebody if they bring your lunch back fucked up, First, Madam President. No, sir, that would <laughs> not happen because I would always be snacking. That way, <laughs> all going to be like be snacking, right? You know what I mean, like, hey, America, keep it snacking, and that's what <laughs> mine would be. But I feel like I've seen you on a cleanse, bitch. Yeah. So my fear is that you would, I think you'd be an incredible, I think you'd be charismatic. I think you'd know how to give a speech. I think you'd be like when you needed to be. And I think we have similar, similar vibes that way. Right. But I've seen you on a cleanse. Yeah. And I think Mitch will get a glimpse of himself on television in a suit. Saw something he didn't like, even though there wasn't anything wrong. Yeah. And he would go, no, no, I don't. I don't like the suit. You got to film me from up here. You become a little bit of a president diva. Oh yeah. I do have my diva moments because I'm dealing, <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm 46 and I like chicken wings and I'm dealing with the belly. And so certain things like this angle is great for me. It, yeah. it keeps the belly out of the way and I got a good shoulder. You know um, what I mean? You do have great shoulders. I've maintained a good shoulder throughout my up and down weight thing. But I think, you know, as president, I would do my best. Like I think I would be Obama with a little bit more street cred. I agree with that. You know, I'd have a little bit more edge. I, you know, there's, there'd be a, I'd have similar swag, but like, like, you know how, like when they're like in the garden, like when he can wear like regular people clothes. Yeah. I would be Nike down to the socks, you know, like whatever I was doing, like I would be, I would be dipped. Like I would be the most dipped president ever like you know if i had on a nike shirt i got on my nike flip-flops and i'm walking with sonya and we're in the garden and she's showing <laughs> off her garden yeah. but i'm still swagged out i will have flip-flops with socks on i know people don't like that but i do because my feet are not ready for the world like that so i'm gonna Wouldn't do what i want to do huh once you get that white house pedicure not even then. I would need reconstructive feet surgery to make to beautify my feet. So I would you will not see the presidential feet when it comes down to President Marshawn. I think I would be. Uh, first of all, I'd be the first single female president, which I think is perfect. Single. Fe- ooh. First single female. My first man, like my first, my first gentleman is going to be my sister. Would you call him your first boo? (laughs) No, my first man candy. Right. Man candy. Over here. Yeah. Um, First of all, I'd make it my sister. Why? (laughs) Because I'd be like, get family in here. I'd turn that shit into the Sopranos. It'd be all Italians. Everyone, I'd be like, my assistant is so Italian, wearing a giant Christ head around his neck. I'd be, I love it. I'm telling you right now, like, I don't, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, would you, do you feel like, how would you make decisions? Because I think I would be like I do now, like I think you said, which was very kind, was that I would take in everybody's stuff, but at the end I'd be like, <laughs> no. Yeah. And I'd answer I mean, the question. I would follow, you know, here's the thing. And, and you know, not, I don't want to belabor this and make this the Trump podcast, but it's like, yeah, yeah for sure. I would definitely want to just make it about human fucking decency. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? I, I, I feel like that would be my platform. Like that's to me, like that's all Joe Biden has to say. Like, yeah, we can, we can have this argument about healthcare, but like, I'm, I'm not going to put a kid in a cage. Like that's, that's, that's what crazy. I'm not going to put a kid in a cage. I'm not going to like, now that we're going through a coronavirus uh, pandemic, I'm not going to steal 
people's uh, the supplies from certain states to make a stockpile for America that goes to where I wanted to go. Like, yeah, the power. I, 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 we've all had levels of power in our career, right? So, you know, like as you grow and your your title changes, there's certain things that people underneath you have to do. Yeah, but I think it's important to always maintain some sense. Like you, you are a crisis or money reveal you. Yeah. And I feel like, you know, like as we've grown in, in our careers as com- comedians and writers, we're, we've grown, but we're still the same people. Like we're yeah. like you and I may not see each other for a month and then we get to get around one another. And it's like, yeah, you got a new car, but we're still the same people. You know what I'm saying? It's still, yes. it's still the same vibe. And I think he's lost his vibe. You know what I'm saying? Yes. I think there's a humanity that stays in you. Like we were, I was actually joking today. I went out, um, this is not the joke, but I went out with two friends, uh, of perfectly protected. And we went Mm. and dropped off, um, pre-made like bags of food to homeless people. Oh, beautiful. And we went to this wonderful thing to add to your presidential resume. See, and then, but there was a, a moment and we were, you know, laughing about it, it was raining mm-hmm. and there was mud everywhere. And I handed a bag to this guy and he was like, thank you. I'm like, of course. And then I walk away and I go, Ooh, there's mud everywhere. And my friend goes, do you think this is how billionaires talk to us? <laughs> like it's, it's this, I go, Oh my God. It's like everything I say, I'm like, fuck you, Renee. What if you were laying in it? You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like, I think there's like a sensibility <laughs> that you do forget. Like you talk like you, mm-hmm. but then you're like, you have to be mindful of what everyone has. Yeah, yeah. You know, like I, we gave something to, um, he was a vet and we saw it because he opened his tent and he was in full military camo mm-hmm. and he had two dogs with him. And he was like, do you have stuff for dogs? And I mm-hmm. said, we'll circle back. And I went and bought this is oh. why this would be hard for me as a president because I'd be this bleeding heart. Oh, the minute somebody hits you with a letter, you'd send them going to their house. Right. <laughs> I'm at their Fire house. Fire up the jet. Fire up the helicopter. <laughs> Get my Toyota ready. I'm driving over. <laughs> I to Toyota. But I just went and got Toyota like, One. <laughs> Toyota. Toyota Force One. Yes. Um, but yeah, but uh Anyway, I was like, oh, I'm going to go get this dog dog food. And I came back with dog food, treats, paper bowls. I was like, well, they got to put the water in something. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I just like, so, and so that what I think is like, would be a hard part of being a president. But I think right. I would slay a campaign. Right. I think you would too. I think I you think would you too. But too. let me ask you a question in terms of like how things are laying out, like in terms of our game. Yeah, in terms of what we do in in the, in the comedy and writing field, like, yeah, how do you think that stuff lays out as far as like what we have to do? Like, do you feel like there's 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 a politics to to our our lives and what we do as comedians? Yeah, I definitely do, and I you know, I I think like we talked about it with tone a little bit too. Like, mm-hmm. there's just a it, there's politics in everything. Mm-hmm. Like there's a political game you play in almost everything yeah. going to parties a bunch of times so you can be seen. And so you can be like, Hey, put me on your shows, you mm-hmm. know, networking, doing all that stuff is all based in politics. That's why yeah. I think that if we had a campaign, cause the one thing I thought would be funny is if you knew what your slogan would be right, and what song you would be playing at every rally, because. Well, I think my slogan 
if I was running against the current administration, great would be very simple. Yeah. I'm not him. <laughs> that would be my slogan. Or everything he is, I'm not. To just draw a clear comparison, you know, a clear difference of who we are and who we aren't. Yeah. And I think I would, I would, I would want some swagged out as like theme music because it, it keeps in terms of it stays within who I am as a human being. Um, I mean, Jeezy came out with my president is black. I might bring that back just to give people those, you know, Barack Obama vibes to make them feel how they felt. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Or, Hey, this is me walking up. And now, the next president of the United States, Mitchell Marchand. Hey, and I'll have some background dancers. They'd be doing like choreography as I came out. And I would wear a tan suit all the time just to fuck with people. No blue, tan suit. If you hand suit with a Gucci uh, with a Gucci belt, I would be the swagged out president. I'm not him. Would be my slogan. That's great. I think I feel like that's a powerful song. It matches you. It makes perfect. Yeah. Everything you said makes perfect sense. Yeah. I think for me, my slogan would be like, "Do I need to tell you?" <laughs> that's like, what I tell you. Do I, do I need do this? to tell you? Do we have. To, we know. You know. What if it was just, you know. <laughs> I like that. I like that. It fits on a bumper sticker. Like, mine is like, I'm not him. Looks good on a bumper sticker. Yeah. A bumper sticker. Maybe like, you know. You know is you a know. really good one, too. I like yeah. you know. And then my theme song, I feel like, I have a couple options, but I feel like, I don't know if you've heard it, but Taylor Swift, me. I promise that you'll never find it. Oh, of course I've heard this song. I know that I'm a handful, baby. Yeah. This works so good in middle middle America too. You would kill Iowa. Taylor would come Idaho, and sing it. Yep. Indiana. And then all of a sudden there'd be a clothing change. Okay. Like breakaway pants thing? Breakaway suit. And I'm looking fine as fuck. So I'm just okay. like, I got all of you. you know yeah. What I mean? yeah, yeah, yeah. So you're giving body, but presidentially speaking. Presidential body. Yeah, presidential body. Yes. And then yeah. I would have every body. Age. What does that even mean? <laughs> like your khakis are tight? Bod. I got that pee bod. <laughs> um, but I would, I would absolutely, I would have women of all ages dance mm-hmm. as my backup dancers. Right. And they would also have tearaways. Ka- I love Kamala it. Harris. Yeah. Tearaway. Tearaway. We got to bear our souls and we got to keep sexy alive because people are going to have to forgive us if we make a mistake. You're not wrong. Let me ask you a question. Yeah. What, out of the comedian, let's say like, let's say top tier comedians in the game. Yeah. A-list headliner comedian guys, mm-hmm. right? Or girls. Which comedian would be best suited right now to be president. If it was like, we're going to allow somebody else into this race right now, who would that person be for you? Comedian? Yes. Bill Burr. Bill Burr would be great. Bill Burr would be excellent. He'd be great. I love Bill Burr. I think he'd be great. So good. (laughs) I probably would go with Dave Chappelle. 
I knew you were going to say that. So I said, Bill Burr. Right. And they're kind of <laughs> similar, but I just think the thing that I, and I, I'm Bill Burr is a very smart man. I haven't really, I don't know him the way I know Dave in that way, but yeah. I also want to, Dave is so well read. Yeah. And his mother was a professor. Like he's so smart that yeah, he may smoke some blunts in the Oval Office, okay. but if Trump smoked a blunt, he might be a little cooler. You know what I mean? A blunt ain't never killed nobody. <laughs> it never hurt nobody. Yet. Yet, yet. Not yet. Not yet. <laughs> so, Renee, if, if you um, were going to be president, if you want to be president, let's say we won. Let's, let's say you and I ran. <laughs> yeah. Right? Yeah. I would be your vice president. Okay? Okay. President Gautier, vice president Marshawn. Love it. Right? Sounds yep. sounds amazing. Mwah. What would be your first move as president of the United States? I think if you win, I think you become a, the inauguration is somewhere in mid-January. So somewhere to sometime mid-January of 2021. Okay. President of the United States. What is your first big move? I think it's got to be economy, right? I was thinking something way silly. Were you thinking health? Kind of. Yeah, because I feel like with health, economy and health are so linked. I think there's... Well, I was thinking like, let's say, for instance, if I was the president and you were the vice president... I'd just be dancing behind you. No, no, not at all. You would never be a a accoutrement. You You would be a substantive person in my cabinet. Yeah, I would lean on you like Barack did Joe. Bless. Right. But I would just make sure that Chick-fil-A opened on Sunday. Wow. Okay. I didn't know we were getting serious about yeah. it. I'm, um, I'm, I'm gonna t- I want to tackle the big issues. Healthcare, healthcare. We'll figure that shit out. Um, I, want, I want Chick-fil-A to be open on Sunday and to stop being... Um, uh, Homophobes? Homophobes, yeah. I would want them to get their shit together because it is a great chicken sandwich. Yeah. And I would want them to be open on Sunday. Now we could do we can negotiate time. It doesn't have to be open on all day, but you know, after church around eleven, if you go to early service, you get out around eleven. Yeah. You want to grab a quick bite before you get home. Yep, yep. You want to grab a chicken sandwich. <laughs> that would be President Marshawn's first uh, platform. if we were co-presidents i don't think i think i would have to fight you on the chick-fil-a thing just because if you were the owner of chick-fil-a yeah like the american dream is to own your own business and to be rich and be your own boss right and if some motherfucker came to you and said i mandate you stay open on sunday after this homophobe has done his best to have Sundays off for the good word of the preachers. Yeah. 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 I'd be like, Hey Mitch, that's like being forced to work on a Sunday. But you know what though? I would probably pull out Adam silver and get him to divest out of his company and get a a better person to, Uh, to be the owner a a more uh, clear headed thinking human being. Yeah. Also appreciates the majesty of a chicken sandwich. Yeah, because nothing then, tastes worse than uh, bigotry and racism. Bigotry and chicken sandwich. Mm-hmm. It doesn't go together at all. Not a good seasoning. You know, it's not. Bigotry mm-hmm. and pickle and sandwich with sauce. Bitter. It's not good. It's bitter. Let me ask you a question. Ask yeah. co-presidents, who would we pardon? Who would be 
the person who we would pardon. I don't really, it's hard for me to, to really, because I, I got to figure out who's in jail that I would think is worthy of being out. It's true. You know what I'm saying? But what I would do is I would pardon DMX every time he went to jail. What? I mean, okay. It would, be, it would keep me busy. Okay. <laughs> it would keep you busy. If you were know. out handling, like, you know, if you were at, like, the, the big-time uh, summit, some big-time world summit with all the presidential leaders, and I had to just hold down the fort, and, you know, DMX got thrown in jail for whatever the fuck DMX got thrown in jail for. Yeah. I would want to be the guy to say, okay, DMX, here's your fourth time getting a pardon. I would pardon women that have children and that were in jail because they stole to provide for their child. Oh God, it's so earnest. So that's who, who I would do. I would. It's so beautiful. Thank you. You know, I, I would want to pardon the women that snapped on their kids so hard during this time with their inner quarantine, <laughs> and they have to homeschool their kids. Every woman that went to jail for calling their their ch- kids stupid. I would want to release those women. I like that you made that a prosecutable offense. Um, Just, I know we're going to wrap it up. And I feel like after I listen to this episode, I'm out of a lot of thoughts about myself. Um, (laughs) I'm going to have to really give myself a good talking to. I'm going to listen to this episode off of two Tito's and I'm going to feel great. Um, Let me ask you this. Yes. Because you and I both love movies. Yes. If one presidential movie, like one movie Mm -hmm. involving the president could reflect what your mm. presidency would look like. I already know the answer to this. Oh my God. What would it be? I would be Andrew Shepard from American president, oh, Michael so Douglas. Mm. I just, I love the American president. The American president is like, a good movie. like in terms of presidential movies, I don't know where people stack it. You know right. what I'm saying? I love it. I have. I love because I also love Dave, and I'm a big Kevin Klein fan. As a, I love him as an actor, but I also oh, love Michael so Douglas. Good. So it's it would be hard. But see, Dave was not really a president. Andrew Shepard was voted for by the world. I mean, by the by America to be the president. <laughs> yes. He just had a girlfriend, and he and he had to get his, his gumption up. But I, I just. Yeah. That last um, scene when he's in the press room giving that speech about Bob Rumson. Oh, it's such dope it's just so good. I'm Andrew Shepard and I am the president. <laughs> Bob can't do it because Bob can't sell it. I love fucking <laughs> American president. I would want to be Andrew Shepard is my favorite non-president president. Mine would be Air Force One starring Harrison Ford. Oh, action-packed president. Mm, don't Big get me on president. a plane. Don't get me on a plane and threaten my family, motherfucker. That's what's up. That's uh, what's up. Mr. President, we have to get you off this plane. No fucking way. No, no, no. It goes down, I go down. That's right. Air Force That's One right. or Air Force None. <laughs> I love it, Gooder. This has been a big time, hilarious, <laughs> fun night. We've been on Twitch. Four people have watched it. This mm. feels good. Who was it? Say I your don't name. Know. Okay. Shout out to Hendrix Monet. I know she sent in some stuff. Oh, really? Uh, my friend Hendrix Monet, who I, I was a guest on her podcast, Shit Talk No Fragrance, and she uh, logged in and watched it. So. Oh, that's amazing. She probably hates me because she's like, The Bachelor? <laughs> this bitch no, is dumb. Probably watches the fucking Bachelor. Well, I, I compared it to politics. No, anyway, no. forever. It it's, it's everybody runs. They're running for office. They're running for the office of being his boo thing. 
Oh, we're being cut off like usual. All yeah. right, everyone follow us on Adventures of Mitch and Gooder uh, on Instagram. Awesome. And on Twitter, it's awesome. at Mitch and Gooder. Awesome. Follow Mitch Marchand. His name is his handle. All right. Uh, follow Nene Gooder. Check out Stoked Foundry. They got a lot of great stuff and content. Look at Mike Heller's profile picture. <laughs> Mike is a good family man. Good family man. He's at Mike's mouth. He's our producer. Yeah. Uh, did I cover it? You did so... Uh, I, I don't know what's going on. 